Good morning, everyone. We are live because Christ is alive. I want you to have a joyful heart. Lay aside anything that's been on your mind, on your heart. Lord, we give it to you. Well, I've got love like a river. I've got love like a river. I've got love like a river in my soul. I've got joy like a river. I've got like a river, I've got joy like a river in my soul. Well, I've got life like a river, I've got life like a river, I've got life like a river in my soul. I got love, I got love like a river, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river in my soul. All right. Praise God. Good to see you guys this morning. Hey, you know what? Um, it is, uh, it's a holiday today. And uh, I say a holiday because a lot of people go, well, wait a minute, David. Hold on. Hold on. It's, uh, it's Christmas. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, we're not going to make that the center of it. What we're really going to do is talk about how to, how God really welcomes our praise. Uh, we want to come to God in truth and in spirit. Good morning this morning, Denise. Uh, who else do we have with us? Uh, yeah, Betty's with us. And uh, we've got some uh, good old timers there. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, I'm going to bring on my wife just to say hi this morning and uh, see, how, uh, see how she's doing here. Shanita, are you there with me? I am so delighted to join you on your spiritual birthday celebration. So thank you for including me. <laughs> I really feel well, like she needed it. It's yeah. It, it's, it's my birthday, but I said, hey, you know what? When you get to be my age, we don't talk about birthdays. So now she's talking about the spiritual birthday. But you know what? To me, my spiritual birthday is much more important than my flesh birthday. Uh, I I'm, mm -hmm. thank God for both of them because without flesh, then mm -hmm. wouldn't be here. But we really are spirit. And uh, but anyway, thank you, Shanita. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, I mean, all throughout Scripture, there's no commandment to commemorate a birthday, but there are plenty of commandments to remember what God has done and to set up markers like you know a stone altar, so that when your kids see it, they'll say, "Hey, what's that about?" So I feel yeah. like. Over the 32 years we've been together, our six children, maybe for the first half or more, maybe it's two thirds, they saw hypocrisy. They saw rated R movies Monday through Saturday and then being a worship leader Sunday. And in spite of that, God has redeemed and now you're integrated, you're one. And, you know, they see you as one and all of them love the Lord. They seek the Lord. You know, they call us and tell us how God is at work in their lives. They're seeing him answer prayer and they're trusting him and they're committed to him. And I mean, that's that's just a, a testament to God's grace. And yeah, that's what it, it really. I appreciate you bringing that up. I want to point out something, a couple of things that we're coming up this morning is how do we worship God? Um, you know, we're talking about worshiping birthdays. We're talking about celebrating, you know, um, and we're going to talk about that. I want to mention hypocrisy. You know, Shanita, when I was <clears throat> caught up between um, Sunday 
David go to Sunday church and I was doing music ministry and then I would go into Hollywood. It was a form of hypocrisy and I'm not letting myself off the hook because I'm probably my worst critic, but it wasn't hypocrisy like religion. Okay. I truly believed that I kind of was doing what God wanted me to do in a very weird way. I, I can't explain it. Maybe call it the dirty hairy of, of Christianity. I don't know. I can't explain it. But but um, <clears throat> but the word hypocrisy, I want to clarify that because I really didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't. I thought I was doing okay until I crashed and burned and God brought the 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 the, the, the God side of David with the uh, mission side, which was Hollywood and making movies, mm -hmm. brought it up. Now here's hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is when someone goes to church every day uh, and they think they're doing okay, and then they go out and live like the devil, or they uh, actually do things under the name of religion, and they use God, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to do it and to gain from it. To me, that's the worst kind of hypocrisy. I call it religion, and I just wanted to 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 bring that up. You probably got more than you bargained for though. Um, all right. Well, God bless you. We're going to bring you on because we got some prayer requests and some praise reports later on. Uh, and Shanita, if anybody wants to uh, be part of the ministry, we've got a page set up. It doesn't cost anything. You can just be part of the ministry. They can go to davidheavener.tv forward slash, is it family? Family. Mm -hmm. Family. Okay. Just fill out the form mm -hmm. and they're just committing themselves to, uh, it's not a commitment, it's really a commitment to God, but just saying that they want to be part of the family mm -hmm. and they want to be with us, right? Exactly. And someone had a question this week. Do you want to address that now? Um, well, why don't we uh, address that a question when you come back for prayer? Because will you remember that question? And then we'll... We'll get to it. Uh, by the way, does it have anything to do with Christmas? No, no, it was just your the family idea. Oh, the family idea. Okay, good. So we're going to address that when you come back um, for uh, uh, for praise reports and prayer requests. And they can just send you in chat praise report and prayer request. Um, admin at davidhevner.tv is the best. Or text 615 861-9659. That number's on okay, your website. Okay, great. And if anybody's interested in getting involved in the ministry, they can uh, just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or they can call 844-806-0006, or davidhevener.tv forward slash give. All right, Shanita, I appreciate you. Don't forget about that question. We're going to answer that and talk about family, because I have a feeling it's going to tie into the words God's given me, and I want to finalize it with that. All right, God bless that, you. That works, huh? Yeah. God bless you. Um, you know, folks, I'm so honored to be with you uh, this morning. Now, to the world, this is a time of celebrating the birth of Christ, okay? N not, not to all the world, but to a lot of the world. Um, to people that don't know God, it's a holiday season. But w whatever it is, someone somewhere is usually is celebrating something, whether they're celebrating you know, uh, the birth of Christ, or they're celebrating getting together with family, or they're celebrating, you know, I'll be home for Christmas, but they're celebrating something. The question is, what do you and I, as God's children, as his elect, we're his frontline warriors, okay? We're his Navy SEALs, 
Now I'm not, I'm going to cut right to the chase here. I'm not going to mess around. What are we expected to do? We are leaders. You're a leader. I'm a leader. When people look at us, they're seeing the living God. I mean, we are rep we're ambassadors for God. Isn't that amazing how God has chosen you and I to be welcome warrior, to be welcome ambassador, to be on the front lines? But the question is, what do we do during this time when people are putting up Christmas trees and hanging lights and, and, and it's Christmases, uh, Christmas packages and it's Christmas dinners and it's Christmas? What do you and I do? How does God, does he look down? Does he see the, the world of Christmas and go, I am so honored and I am so happy with my children? This is the question we're going to ask this morning. We bring this before the throne, Lord, that you give us honestly, that you touch us, not with condemnation, not with judgment of others, but to let, let us know how we're to worship you in truth and in spirit. I want to talk about a story that happened during the Holocaust in Germany. It was 1939. Heyman Goldberg had a family. Heyman Goldberg was hidden by a family, a German family, they were put into the basement because the Nazis wanted to come and they were killing all the Jews. It was the great Holocaust. And they got word that the, that the German, the, the, the Gestapo was on the way to the house. So the German family, they hid uh, uh, Heyman Goldberg and his entire family in the basement where the Germans couldn't see him. The problem is that Heyman Goldberg had all of his family with him there in the basement, except for his son, Yaakov. Where is Yaakov, my son, my 16-year-old son? And Haman Goldberg's wife says, it's okay, honey, just calm down. He'll be here. The German family left, so the house would be empty. But Yaakov saw from a distance he saw from a distance the Germans walking into the house, and Yaakov knew that if he tried to sneak into the basement, he would expose the whole family. So what did Yaakov do as his father and mother and his siblings were down in the basement, hearing the Jews walking up on that wooden floor? Yaakov just walked into the house where the Germans were. Because he knew if he went to the basement, he would expose the whole family. The Germans grabbed him, and uh, Heyman Goldberg and, and the mother and the children could hear what was going on upstairs. The Germans were telling Yaakov, you tell me where your family is or I'm going to kill you. But Yaakov wouldn't do it. He wouldn't tell him. And all of a sudden, as Heyman looked up to that wooden floor, and he heard that shot. He heard the shot. And all of a sudden, the Germans walked out and it was silence. And the family was going to take off and go uh, 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 flee the house. But Haman said, no, it's, we can't go. 
Well, why, the mother says, why? Haman says, because it's, it's a ploy of the Germans that they pretend like they shoot someone, they walk out, and then when you run out, they grab you. But Haman said, there's one thing we have to wait for to know that they really killed our son. And all of a sudden, he looked up at the wooden floor and he saw the drops of blood coming from his only son. He saw Yaakov's blood that was shed so that the family could be saved. Haman knew that his son had really been killed by the Germans because the blood was the sign. His son's blood was their freedom as they fled Germany and they were all saved. But Haman's son gave his only life to save the family. Folks, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to say it right now. Forget Christmas. It's all about the blood of Jesus. Our father, your father, my heavenly father gave his only son. That you and I could be here, that you and I could have life. As the father looked down on that day and he saw his son on the cross, separated, saying, my God, my father, why have you forsaken me? I know that the father had tears in his eyes. How could we ever replace the blood of Jesus for a, for a Christmas tree? For some celebration of, of a manger underneath, you know, some, some, oh, the manger, did I say manger? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the blood. You say, David, if the blood is so important, uh, how, why, why, I mean, tell me about the blood. How, what, does it have anything to do with, with Christmas? Well, it doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, but it has everything to do with the birth of Christ coming into this world. I'm going to talk about the invasion of the blood. And there are three, three things about the blood. We're going to talk about the birth. We're going to talk about the crucifixion and the application. So I want you to stay with me this morning as we talk about this so needed people need to hear about the blood of jesus folks we've 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 crammed our lives with all this candy land cotton candy jesus and and six flags over jesus churches and all this stuff and we've let the enemy come in and steal the truth from god's people but this morning we're taking it back we're taking it back Number one is the birth. Should we celebrate the birth? Only in the way that we're honoring God and celebrating the fact that the blood was introduced into the world in physical form with the birth of Jesus. You see, you have to understand this cute little baby that's underneath the manger, that baby's not in the manger anymore, folks. That baby grew to be a man. That baby walked the face of the earth and stood against the pits of hell and cast out demons and healed the sick and preached the truth and raised the dead. That's what that baby did. And that baby went on to the cross. 
That baby was carrying the blood of the father in his veins. Bringing it from the throne of heaven into a fallen world, into you and I, so that you and I could understand, have the wisdom and have the power. What? Through the blood. I will preach the blood every day of my life because without the blood, we have nothing. Nothing. Ronald says, amen. Lori says, amen. We got to hear an amen, folks. Because of the blood, we have grace. Grace. There would be no grace, no amazing grace without Jesus on the cross, without every drop of blood that came out that had your name on it, my name on the cross. You crossed the mind of Christ. He had you on his mind. I want to read a song that I wrote, and I can't sing it because if I do, I'll get a copyright infringement. Can you believe it? There's a company that I signed with. I did not give them the rights, but they have tried to put copyrights on all my songs. I want you to pray against that, that, we, that that evil goes away, okay? They've tried to take steal the songs, but I can't sing it because, again, they'll copyright. But I want to say the words to you. Okay, then God gave me the song. It's called Manger to the Cross. A weary look on Joseph's face, he tries hard to smile. Help us, sir, we have no place to bear the child. A thankful look on Mary's face, her heart is full of joy. Though a manger is the only place to lay her baby boy. She wraps him in a blanket and she lays him on the hay. But does she know this little child will change the world one day? Do you see his eyes, the baby's little eyes? Oh, how they radiate. They've come to shine upon a world that's dark and full of hate. You hear his voice, his tiny voice. One day that voice will speak. And the dead will rise and kings will fall for all the world to see. Oh, little child, you've come to save a world that's oh so lost. It's a long way from the manger to the cross. See those legs, those little legs, <clears throat> one day they will be strong. Though strong enough to bear a heavy cross and walk a road that's long. Do you see those hands, those little hands? It's hard to conceive. One day the nails will pierce his flesh. But before the nails pierce his flesh, what happens? Those little hands will heal the sick and will cause the blind to see. That's right, the baby in the manger. You look at his hands. Those hands are the ones that cast out demons, that healed the sick, that caused the blind to see the power of the blood of Jesus. Oh, little child, you owe no one, but yet you'll pay a cost. Via Della Rosa, from the manger to the cross. Liars, cheaters, murderers, thieves. He walked that road for us all to set us free if we'll only believe. Do you see his head, that tiny head? One day that brow will bleed because a crown of thorns will crush his skull and that tiny mouth will scream 
my God, why have you forsaken me? Why must I pay this cost? It's a long, long way from the manger to the cross. Folks, this time of year, we must praise God and thank God for the blood that was introduced through the baby. But let's remember that baby's not in the manger anymore. That baby's not a manger in the manger. And that baby is not a baby. Because that baby grew up to be a man. And that man, all man, all God, went to the cross for you and I. The night he went to the cross, before he went to the garden, he could have prayed for anything. He did ask God. He said, take this cup from me if it's your will. He knew it wasn't his will. He, Jesus knew the will of the Father, and he was there to complete that mission. Because the Father loved you and I so much, he knew that his son had to go to the cross for you and I to atone for our sins. How could we ever trade that for a Christmas tree? God forbid, God help us. How can we trade it for candles, trade it for a reef, trade it for some phony little wooden statue of a baby in a manger? Never, never trade it. You say, David, can I celebrate with my family? Can I be with my family? Of course you can. God wants families to be together. But when you do, and you're in the midst of giving presents or getting presents or whatever, if you are, in your heart. And if God gives you an open door, bring up the blood of Jesus. You say right now, you know, with family, I'm just saying this, you don't have to. I just want to talk about this with you because you and I have families and, you know, they're, they celebrate all kinds of stuff, Easter and all that. And you, you don't want to alienate your family if you don't have to, but as they're opening presents and stuff, you might want to say to him, you know, the greatest present God ever gave me was his son. Was his son. And this morning, I want to unwrap the truth. And I want to tell you about the blood of Jesus, which ran through the veins of his son, which God gave me as a gift. Let's talk about the crucifixion fiction. Christ was beaten. He was nailed on that cross. And his blood was spilled. You see, without the spilling of blood, the blood would mean nothing. If the blood stayed in the veins of Jesus, it would mean nothing. But the blood was not meant to stay in the body of Christ. That blood was meant to be spilled for you and I. Because you and I came from a life of sin. You and I came from a life of separation, of ignorance. But through the blood, God gave us the wisdom. Through the blood, God has given us the power. It's only through the blood. <clears throat> Number three, 
I want to talk about the application. Oh, where's my coffee at this morning? Well, I guess I forgot my coffee. Oh, well, you guys have a sip of coffee for me, would you, uh, Lisa and uh, Denise, Dan? We're talking about should we celebrate Christmas? You know, I don't want to get into where the word Christmas came from. It is pagan. It, it, it is. But but I want to say this. You don't have to call it Christmas. It's just the time people are doing something. It's a holiday. for Call it a holiday. But for me, for me, it's all about the blood of Jesus. That, for me, it's all about the blood. That's the greatest gift God's ever given me is the blood. And I just wanted to share that with you. And I want to talk about the third thing here is the application. I want to talk about the application of the blood. This is where the church has really failed. See, it isn't enough. It's not enough to even believe in the crucifixion. The devil knew that Jesus was being crucified. The devil knew that Jesus was being born. He knew that. That's why he tried to kill him at the all children before the age of two with Herod. But you see where it bust open the chains of hell and it made demons tremble is when the stone was rolled back is when Jesus came from the dead to the living, rose back up to the Father and offered his blood as an application. He went back to the Father to finish what the Father had started. Only then and there was his mission complete. The son approached the throne. He presented his blood to the father. And at that point, the cycle had been completed as the blood went from heaven down to earth in the baby, walked the face of the earth as the man, hung on the cross, got spilled on the cross, then went back up to heaven, back up to the father. Do you see the cycle? If you break one thing in that cycle, it is not complete. This is where the church, this is where religion doesn't want to go because it is the truth. It is completion of the cycle. Now, when that blood was offered at the throne, by the way, this blood flows today. It's living blood. It's not something stale. You know, Jesus offered it, so it's done. It's sitting there in some pool somewhere stagnant. No, this blood is alive. It's vibrant. It's Holy Spirit. This blood, the power of the blood, that power lives in you and I today, folks. You and I have the same power that Jesus had when he healed the sick, cast out demons, brought people back from the dead. The same power that that took Jesus from the dead to the living, back up to the throne, the resurrection. That power lives in you. That power lives in us. No one else can possess it. No one else has the right to possess it. If you look at most of the people piling into church today and tomorrow, they don't possess it. They are lukewarm. I said most. 
David, that's pretty bold of you. Why would you say most? Because Jesus said most. Many will be called and few are chosen. The road to salvation, I'm paraphrasing, is narrow. The road to hell, the highway to hell is wide. That's how I know. The application. So there's four ways in which the blood delivers its purpose. It has to be acknowledged and applied correctly. Listen to me. The blood, it's not anything to talk about the blood, even to plead the blood, if we don't know what we're talking about. And this is what I want to share with you this morning. It's very important. Write it down. Number one, life. The blood delivers life. There is no life without the blood. Not only life in the spiritual, but life in the natural. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I'm smart enough to tell you that if blood's not moving through someone's veins, they're going to be dead. Yeah. The same principle applies in the spiritual realm. If blood is not running through your spirit, man, you are dead spiritually. And, most, and blood is not running through most people's spiritual man. Because they don't know. Now, when blood runs through your veins, your DNA has changed because you are a child of God. And I'm going to say something I'm really believing, that most sicknesses can be healed from within out because you have healing power in your blood. You don't need someone to come and pray over you and cast out the sickness, although you can have people command the sickness. You can command the sickness to come out over yourself. But you have that healing power in you. It's in the blood. First thing a doctor does when you go to visit him, take your blood pressure. Then take your blood test, see what your blood's all about. Because they realize that everything is revealed by the blood, folks. It's the blood. How much more does the father view the blood? who created the blood through spiritual vision. Everything is in the blood, the blood of Jesus, eternal life. There is nothing. It is the beginning. It is the middle. It is the end. It is complete. Number two is protection. Blood offers protection. Christians have uh, failed to understand this. But we have protection. We just need to understand the blood. Look, people say, don't plead the blood. I'll plead the blood. I'll talk about blood. I'll sing the blood. I'll stand on the blood. I'll do whatever I want with the blood because it's the blood of Jesus that I'm lifting up. So yes, I'm pleading the blood. Yes, I'm praising the blood. Yes, I'm standing on the blood. It's protection. When I pray for my kids and they go out, I'm pleading the blood of Jesus, the protection. People don't understand the power of, 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 of putting the blood on people. I'm not talking about, you know, physical. I'm talking about spiritual, pleading the spiritual blood over something, over a project, over your home, over your family. I'm telling you, it changes lives. Radical says, amen. Mira says, yes. Denise says, it's radical. I want you to say, 
I stand on the blood of my Jesus. I stand on it. I thank God for the blood. The ultimate insurance policy is the blood. Written from the headquarters of heaven. God wrote it. He wrote that insurance policy. I didn't say it. Bible says it. Blood is atonement for our sins. Without the blood, you and I can't escape it. God told the Israelites, you smear blood on the doorpost. And if you do that, the angel of death cannot enter your house and your children will be protected. Folks, I put spiritual blood on my house or on my business, on the ministry, on my children. I plead spiritual blood over you right now. Each and every person listening, I'm pleading the spiritual blood of Jesus over you, over your family, over your life for protection, for wisdom, for healing. Amen. I'm praising God. There's healing happening right now as we speak. We're going to hear some great testimonies. Power. Number three, power. The blood gives power. Are we seeing the other's power in the blood? But do we understand the power that the blood has? I just told you. I just told you that the power keeps out death, the angel of death. God told them, he, if you read that, if you read scripture, it's called the Passover. That's where we get Passover. And by the way, I want to ask a question. Why is everybody celebrating Christmas and they don't even know what Passover is? Yet the Bible says, never forget this. Always remember it. So you've got to think about that. But the power of the blood, I was with my kids many years ago. We were in California and we took a trip up to the mountains. And on the way, I stopped off at a gas station. I was pumping gas. And by the way, I was a preaching in a church at that time. But I, I, was, a, I was preaching nonsense. I, I, was, I was coming into an understanding. I don't want to say that because God was dealing with me at that time. He was. He, he, that, forgive me, Lord. I wasn't preaching nonsense. God was dealing with me. God was taking me up to another level. I didn't want to go, but I'm going to share with you how he's bringing me up to another level. I was preaching in church. It was Sunday. Just got out of church, took my kids up to the mountain, stopped off at a gas station. And it, the gas station had a subway in it. And I'm pumping the gas. And all of a sudden, this woman comes running across the parking lot. My baby's not breathing. My baby's not breathing. And I saw from a distance. And I thought to myself, God, can you send an ambulance? <laughs> Let me tell you what happened next. Just uh, 30 seconds later, I go in to find my kids because they had run into Subway. They wanted to order a sandwich. Of course, I had to pay for it. And I walked into Subway, and all of a sudden, I see that lady in the corner crying. My baby's not breathing. Folks, her baby still wasn't breathing. I said to God, God, do something. God said, I am getting ready to do something, David, and I'm going to use you to do it. I said, what, Lord? 
He said, you're going to go over there. And you're going to command a healing. I thought in front of all these people, I'll do it. So I walked over and I bowed my head like this. And I privately, quietly said, I command a healing. God said, he, God tapped me on the shoulder. I'm serious. I, I felt a tap on my shoulder. I said, what, God? He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm commanding a healing. He said, no, you're not. You're whispering some gibberish. God said, command a healing. I told you, command that healing. So I walked over to the lady. And I said, I command a healing. She looked up at me, and she was a little perplexed. God said, what are you doing, David? I said, I'm commanding. He said, I want you to be all in. Command the healing. I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm commanding a healing over that baby. That baby is now going to breathe. And all of a sudden, the baby took a breath, started breathing. People in the restaurant looked around. The woman looked up at me, the mother. And uh, the ambulance came in at that time, and they took the baby. They, you know, took care of it. And uh, the woman looked at me, and she said, are, are you a preacher? And I said, well, I said, I am now. I said, this morning I wasn't. I thought I was. I said, but now I'm a preacher. She said, thank you. And I said, don't thank me. I said, thank God. Because I did everything I could not to do this. But God wouldn't let me go. He just wouldn't let me go. God's not letting you go. God's dealing with you this morning, each and every one of you. And he's saying, I have something for you, child. You're my warrior. I'm using you to tell people about me. Not religious but righteous relationship. He's talking to you right now. And you know he's talking to you because you know he's been dealing with you. He wants to take you to another level. I, I don't know what that is because that's between you and God, but each and every one of us has a new level that we go to each and every day. And by the way, if you don't go to bed on a different level, on a higher level with God than when you, than, than when you woke up that morning, then something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. I'm wasting time. I said, God, I'm going to go to bed knowing you a little bit better, a little bit different, and on a higher level than when I woke up this morning. <clears throat> That's why I make Last Evangelist. It's not, Last Evangelist is not some goofy Christian TV show where somebody, you know, accepts Christ and walks on water. It's not even real. Most people don't even want to watch Christian shows. This is real. It's a Christian crime drama. I play a cop and I hear and I arrest underground uh, churches and I'm like a Paul. I mean, I'm, I'm rough. I'm mean. I'm, I'm out to get them. Then I hear God's voice and then I go blind. I can't see. But then when I open my eyes, I see things I couldn't see before. They were always there. But I but the blood of Jesus allowed me to see it. Why? Because it took me back to that Bible study I arrested as they were singing nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's all about the blood. Last Evangelist 1 is really about the blood. And when you see Last Evangelist 2, 
It is about the truth about how the vac what the vaccine's doing to people, but it's really about the blood of Jesus and how the blood of Jesus deals with these things. And I'm so honored that God would give me a TV series that I can share with you. Last Evangelist. By the way, if you want to know more about it, lastevangelist.com. And help us with it, would you? Because we're little people doing big work for God. All right. I love you guys. Okay, now, where were we here? We were in power. You and I have power. So I, I, I prayed healing over that baby, and the baby was healed. That's all there was to it. It was just healed. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you except it was healed. But I pleaded the blood of Jesus. See, I stood on the blood of Jesus because without the blood of Jesus, I have no power. Number four is freedom. The most exciting thing to me, and here's where it gets good. You see the years the church has been teaching when you accept, you know, Jesus Christ as Lord, you're set free. Well, it's true. But you're set free from eternal damnation if you really believe it. That's right. There's a, there's a one-time repentance to e eternal salvation, but then there's also other repentance on a daily basis. And I talk about this. But you see, even though many Christians are free because they've accepted Christ, many of them are still slaves held by religion and modern fads of societies and fear and anxiety. You see, people miss the point when Jesus was at the table and they were having communion. He said, I would go to the Father and I would send you what? Send you the Comforter. The Comforter is not something fluffy and cushy. The Comforter has power, the Holy Spirit. You and I have the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, around us, for us, about us. Whenever that same blood was transported from the cross to the Father. It gave us the right. It gave us the power. It gave us the wisdom. It gave us all. You and I. See, folks, this is not accidental this morning, you and I together. I know there's people out there listening for the first time. This isn't an accident that you tuned in. Either you were praying for you, or you were praying for someone else, or someone else was praying for you. Let me say that again. Either you were praying for you, or you were praying for someone else, or someone else was praying for you. That's why you're here. Because God wants to give you a truth. God wants to lift you on uh, the next level. And it's going to come. It's going to come with some discomfort. But that's the way God is. That's the way God is. 
I want to read some scripture, and then we're going to go to a song. Um, the uh, I, I, I want I want to read uh, here Hebrews uh, eleven. Let's go to Hebrews eleven. Uh, Hebrews eleven six. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must trust and believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Let me say it again. And this scripture is all about people of faith doing something they couldn't see. Abraham, Moses. They couldn't see it. They were just promised something. Folks, you have the promise. You can see it. So what God is saying to you and to I, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You and I can see it. We, but we must have what? The faith to see it? No. The faith to do something. The faith to move toward it. He's given you a promised land. You and I, each one of us, have something that's promised to us. We were given it to us the day we were born. Why? Because each and every one of us has a mission, a purpose. You're important to the kingdom. You're a part of God's army. You're a warrior. Warriors don't sit around and do nothing. They're out fighting. Let me read it again. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith is going to drive you to do something. But when you come to God and you say, God, I'm ready. Here I'm doing it. He's going to reward you abundantly. And it pleases him to do so. So I don't want to leave the blood in a place where we just sit and we we honor it, we praise it, we thank God for it, though that's where we need to start. But we now need to use the blood, use the blood, the power of the blood, to go out and do what God has told us to do. And believe that when we do it, He's going to reward us. He's going to reward us. Come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. People think this is a Christmas song, folks. It's a song of power, song of glory, song of inspiration. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Who oh Christ? For he's my holy savior. Sing it with me, please. For he's my holy savior. For he's my holy savior. 
for he's my holy Lord, let's all praise him. Put your hands in the air and let's give it for Come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Distance power, power, wondrous working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, yes, it's power, power, wondrous working power in the precious blood. But can wash away my sins Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is that flow That makes me White as snow, oh, no other thoughts I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah, blood of Jesus. I want to bring my wife on here. And uh, we're ministering in Central America. People here, they... Uh, Eat on dirt floors, a lot of them, they're close to God because they don't have a lot. But but there's also a movement that's come into um, Central America that I call it the Six Flags Over Jesus movement, the the um, the the apostate movement, where it's you know, kind of 20 years ago, 30 years ago when it hit America, it's hitting over here and people are getting sucked in by it, into the strange fire and the weird stuff going on and so God, I pray, uses us to bring the truth uh, to the people. Um, and, and many of them are very open, okay? A lot more open than in the States, I got to tell you. But this is a, a fertile ground uh, for people to really want the truth and hear the truth. But I'm going to bring on my wife here and, uh, uh, let's see, add into the stage. And there you are. I'm just hey, so Shanita. You know, I... I would still be caught up in that if it hadn't been for you exposing that. You know, I was just deluded. And I'm I'm so thankful that you were willing to to pay the price to bring it to light. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's funny because when you're married and your spouse is into something, you can't just go and say, Hey, you can't do that. You have to let go to God and let just be patient and let God take care of it over time. And I saw that how over time God really dealt with you. And now you're such a mighty warrior for God. Um, and he's used your past, you know, coming out of Christian, you know, uh, college and being from a, quote, church religious background. He's used all that for the good. God will take everything 
that wasn't all that good. And he'll take the good out of it and use it and apply it to where we are today. But what I'm excited about is the fact, Shanita, you are on fire for God. I see you praying for people. I see you talking to people on the phone, ministering to people and just being a friend to people. And so I'm so appreciative of that. Um, okay, so how about praise reports and prayer requests this morning? Yeah, I mean, that just makes me reflect. I am so grateful for um, where I am in life. I don't think, it, I mean, I always believed I was going to marry a pastor because my grandmother had, my mother had, and, but I feel like this is more than I could have hoped for. So thank you for being open to what God wants to do for you. Because I uh, find so much fulfillment in being able to chat with people as, as they call on the phone. And it's, yeah. And I, and I, I, I do see that. Um, and if you all do need prayer, uh, you can always email us, call us. Um, okay, what kind of prayer reports do we have? Well, I'm really praising God. I mean, what a blessing. Our son offered to uh, stay home today to help with the broadcast. Our daughter and son-in-law stayed home today to prepare you a special dinner tonight. And we have been blessed we've been praying for greg and sunshine's home to sell and that's sold and Praise with my God. mom's condition we've actually found someone who has helped someone be cured of that in the medical community there is no cure right but, for alzheimer's um, yeah no but um we're just so grateful i mean i don't want to put a label on it because i don't want to give the devil right help. but just to let people know what she's dealing yeah. with what's what the well, medical medical system cause alzheimer's well or parkinson's but oh sorry but parkinson's you yeah. assume that you know there's no cure but right god has opened up that possibility and she's and my dad are open to it and so i'm so grateful for everybody's prayers and for the way that he's at work in her life and today you shared two of my very favorite stories and i'm so glad that we have the replay available on david hebner tv so people can catch those so thank you and I'm grateful for this platform, which gives people an opportunity to repent because that's very rare these days. And I'm, I'm mm. thankful that you've provided yeah. for our volunteers and we're praying today for Rhonda and for everyone who is estranged from family and suffering those losses and that rejection this time of year, especially. And what was that last thing you said? Um, people who are estranged from family and suffering the losses of, of rejection this time of year. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to pray for the families that are suffering from uh, loved, the loss of loved ones this time of year, whether you celebrate something or not, there's just something about the season mm -hmm. that when you don't have a loved one with you, a lot of memories come back. And uh, the devil can use that to really bring people down, but but God can use it to really bring people up. And that's what we're going to do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. Shanita, you said that someone had a question. Let's uh, do the question. So if someone says that they're a member of our family, if they go to davidhebner.tv forward slash member or family, are they not allowed to be part of any other church? Is that exclusive? an exclusive commitment no no the answer is in any church or or body that meets if they tell you that once you're a member of us you can't 
associate with other, you need to run as far as you can. Okay. You need to run as far as you can. You do not have to sign up, sign up to be part of the family and be, uh, you know, locked into only being with our family. No, not at all. Uh, I encourage people to go where the Holy Spirit tells them to go because that's how God speaks to people. So the answer is absolutely no. Um, so did I answer that okay? Yeah, I think what like you told me yesterday, we encourage people to be part of a local fellowship where they can it, join If you can, yes, Shanita, oh. if you can be part of one that tells truth, mm -hmm. then yes, if you can be, yes. But don't go someplace to be with people and yet you're getting all this false doctrine. And, you know, right. a lot of people think, well, I'm, I'll just take the good out. It doesn't work that way, folks. If God tells you, tells you someone's doing false doctrine, get away. Don't go there and try to witness to people. Don't go there and say, well, I'll just take the good out of it. That's when the demon can come and clobber us upside the head. Go to a place where people are seeking God in spirit and in truth. doesn't mean they get it right. I mean, we don't get it right at all. A lot of times we're, we stumble around, but our heart is always leading toward the truth. Uh, despite uh, things that might lift us up and make us feel better. That's why this is a place of repentance, folks. And I'm the first person on the altar, okay? I'm the first one on the altar. We have an altar, altar here at this church with your family, okay? If you're part of this ministry and if you show up every morning, whether you sign the thing or not, we consider you a part of the family, but we'd love for you to sign this thing on davidheavener.tv forward slash family. We'd love for you to, so we know who you are. And it is making a commitment. Um, but this church family has a altar, uh, Shanita, and we repent. And I'm thanking God that he's given me um, enough courage to say, I need to repent every day. I fall short. I have the same problems other people have and probably more than than a lot of people have. But you see, the problem that I really have that I can't get away from is knowing that God requires us to worship in spirit and in truth. The fact that I must stand on the blood of Jesus. The fact that many are called, few are chosen. The fact that the road to heaven is narrow, the highway to hell is wide. I have to keep that in mind. All right. Well, I appreciate you. God bless you. Love you. All right. And Shanita's been under the weather. And uh, like I said, we've been ministering here in Central America. Please pray for us. Pray for our protection. Uh, pray for, our, you know, pr for provision to do what we need to do. Um, and we have some family over here. But most of our work has to do within the villages and with, like I said, like the churches that are springing up over here. A lot of these big ministries are coming over here and bringing an apostate gospel to the people. I call it Americana gospel. It's not real. It's just fluffy, fluffy, you know, um, lukewarm. Um, all right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for being with us this morning. You're not, not done, God. You got some more stuff going on. I feel it. But right now I'm commanding a healing. I'm commanding a healing, the power of Jesus, the power of the blood. I'm commanding a healing over your people, over that pain is gone. Any kind of tumor is gone from the body, any kind of malfunction.
God, I'm asking that each and every one of us here, us here today and each and every one listening to my voice is made into perfection physically. Any and all demons in the name of Jesus, you're to come out of God's people. We send you back to hell where you belong. You will not return. Protect our children. Pray for those that need comfort because they've lost loved ones or they're separated from loved ones. Lord, I'm asking for a restoration of families that they can be put back together. And for those who are lonely because they've lost the loved ones, I'm asking for comfort and healing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, folks... We're going to go out with this song. Oh, before we do, again, I need to tell you, and I do this every week, but, you know, see, we may have someone new here, and I don't want to lose this opportunity. God gave me this book, True Power, in these last days, how to use your true power. It doesn't replace the Bible. It's very biblically based. Uh, if you'd like to get, have it, uh, let me know. And then also the story of my life um, in Times Investigation uh, about uh, Hollywood and satanic ritual abuse and um, all kinds of de demonic activity. You can get that. And uh, hey, if you go to our site, you can get our last Legalize Jesus t-shirts, the hat, uh, the mug. Uh, just go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can call 844-806-0006, or you can uh, text the word chosen to 91999. If you'd like to pray for us, if you'd like to donate, you can uh, go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give, uh, or you can uh, uh, just text the word chosen to 91999. And then, of course, uh, if you've got anything toward the end of the year you want to give away, like an old car, real estate, anything, uh, you can always uh, donate it, and it'll help the ministry. That would be davidhevener.tv forward slash car. Um, all right. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Let's go out with this song. Um, oh, come, let us adore him. 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 Christ alone. Yeah, I plead the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. We'll see you tomorrow night. Um, well, it'll be Christmas. Okay. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love you all.